Hi, I'm George. I'm Dan. I'm Rick. And, and we, we are Queer Magnolias, the podcast. Each episode, we're going to talk about what it was like growing up gay in the South. The trials and the tribulations. The joy and the struggle. And more importantly, how we became who we are today. Oh, honey, queer and fabulous. So come on in, y'all, and get comfortable, Shug. Kick off your shoes and sit a spell. And at the end of each episode, we're going to meet up out on the front porch for my favorite part of the podcast, Happy Hour. So join us for an all-you-can-eat buffet of cutting up, foolishness, and caring on. Always served with a heaping helping of sass. And that's a Queer Magnolia's guarantee. Children of the night, what sweet music they make. Yeesh, what a mess they make. Are you afraid of the dark? Do you jump when things go bump in the night? Rick. Not usually. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're handing out tricks. Hi. Treats. Hello. With a dash of spooky. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> with our favorite horror moments in movies and television. Before we start, ask yourselves this one question, Magnolias. Dost thou like the taste of butter? Yes. <laughs> Parquet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know about you guys, but for me, one of the things I absolutely love the most about Halloween growing up is that I always wanted to be scared. It well, was yeah. important to be scared. So, to that end, what's your favorite scary movie? So, I love that you brought this up in the introduction, Jacob. One of my favorite movies, it's very recent from 2015, is The Witch. Yes. Which... Have you all seen it? Dan, have you seen it? I have not. I have. It's creepy as shit. It's so creepy. And the thing that's <laughs> creepy about it is, well, it's shot so beautifully. And it takes nature kind of as like the, as like the evil in the movie. Because it takes place in like pilgrim times. Okay. And it's this family that gets kicked out of the settlement. They have to go live at the edge of the forest because they've been kind of exiled. Okay. And like all their crops fail. And it's just, there's this evil in the woods. Um, that, and because, you know... During that time, there was that belief, because it was so religiously based, that there's a spoof that the devil is literally behind every corner. Right. So, I loved that movie. It was shot so well. The story was told so well. And it's just, in the images, it was like, I loved that movie. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. I can't say enough about it. Mm. Yay. And I don't think it was the same director, but it reminds me a lot of Midsummer, which I thought was fucking. Oh, yeah. That movie fucked with my head. And it just, to this day, is still, it's, I don't know, Danny, you probably haven't seen it. I didn't see that either. I'm assuming you guys have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, There's going to be a whole lot of, <laughs> I didn't see that either. <laughs> but, God, I mean, it starts out, if you don't know what it's about going into it, it starts out with this story about um, this young girl who has experienced some trauma in her life, and I won't say what, but she's experienced some trauma, and so... Her boyfriend and her friends talk her into going to this trip uh, on the other side of the world to this village. And she goes into this village and everything goes to fucking hell. Yeah. And it's just, it's a mind-bending sort of mm -hmm. romp uh, in horror. And I just kind of... And what I also think is so interesting about that movie is the fact that it's kind of the antithesis of a horror movie. Yep. It's daylight because it's yeah. that time of year mm -hmm. where it's summer. I mean, it's uh, obviously it's summer. It's midsummer and it's day all the time because right. it's in Sweden or wherever. And 
So it's not dark. Mm-hmm. There's not creepy darkness. And it's full of like flowers and like, you know, everyone's in white. And like, it's completely the antithesis of what do you think a horror movie is going to look like? Which is it, why it fucked with me because I had no idea what it was going into it. And I was like, everybody keeps talking about this movie, but all right. I have no desire to see this girl frolicking around in the meadows in a flower crown and a white dress. I, and, yeah, that doesn't really last long. Yeah. I mean, th- th- that happens. There's a lot of flowers in the movie. <laughs> was Freddy behind the flower? No, it's not even that. It's just, it's a, it's a fucking trip. I, yeah. I think you should watch it. I don't, okay. I think you should totally watch it. Dean's <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that, but thanks for the suggestion. Right. Precisely. I feel, like, I feel like you're not a big horror movie fan, Dan. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I was when I was younger, but I I would say as an adult, not so much. Yeah. I mean, the horror is sometimes when I look at my bank account. (laughs) That's frightening (laughs) enough to me. I I, I seek it out. Right. (laughs) I pay for it. Like, God damn. Could it really be that low this week? (laughs) The thing about horror movies today, too, though, like speaking, like talking about modern horror, there's so much of it that's so terrible. There, the medium itself for a long time there, I would say probably 80, late 80s, 90s, even in the early 2000s, was schlock mm, for the most yeah. part. But th- recently, in recent years, I want to say maybe, especially in the past 10 years, maybe even more, I didn't come into this with that exact research, is that horror has started to get a lot smarter and a lot more highbrow and a lot more sophisticated. And I think it's, it's starting to come into its own. And that's the thing, like you just hit on it. Like today, it's not like the redheaded stepchild of cinema, right? You know, yeah, like, like, like you can make, right. it's totally exactly. It's not, you can make a horror movie that is award winning these days, which you totally well, couldn't do back in the day. Well, I know what you mean. <laughs> Do you? (laughs) Sorry, I'm going to throw that in. I do have a little horror movie that has three awards. Thank you very much. Do you want to plug it? Uh, It's called Binder, and I'll put a link on social. So I think that, to your point about how it has changed. So up until the 60s, in early 70s, it was all about the suspense. Horror movies... It started off yeah, right. Lon Chaney, you know, the man from the bog and, and Dracula and Frankenstein. Yeah, <laughs> Just keep, let him go. <laughs> the bog. Sorry. Is it the bog? Creature from the Black Lagoon. Do it again. Yeah, sorry. that too. So it started off, you know, we had Dracula yep. and the mummy. Frankenstein. And Frankenstein. Lon Chaney. Creature from the Black Lagoon. And then it got to be a little more suspenseful because older actors needed a job. Uh, but then you look at something like Cape Fear, which is... I think a very frightening movie yeah. because it plays on your psyche. So the 70s and 80s movies were all about slashers. They were crazy. Yeah. I enjoyed those. Yeah. They scared the shit out of me. Friday the 13th, sure. Halloween, yeah. He Knows You're Alone. But then we got into the ridiculous. We got into Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Blair Witch Project, which I, the only movie I've ever gotten up and walked out on was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. It was horrible. I'm I should have walked out on the Blair Witch Project, which I'm gonna, Rick liked. I'm going to take you to task on the Blair Witch Go Project, ahead. and here's why. Looking back, in hindsight, totally agree. That whole genre of movie making with found footage has been overdone, overdone oh, yeah. and overplayed. Oversaturated. But when the Blair Witch first came mm-hmm. out and all the promotions surrounding it, it had never been done nope. before, and it went 
it blew up because of course. you hadn't seen anything like that. So, of course, yeah. everybody under the sun wants to see it. I was hooked. I remember, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I saw it, and I'm like, well, it didn't really go anywhere. It yeah. doesn't go yeah. anywhere. <laughs> it's all atmosphere but, but it, and no... But, okay. but, every, but everything leading into it is is the is the magic of it for me. Yeah. Because so, they really found the hook. So those of us sitting at the table, and most of you listening to the podcast, knows that's what you do for a living. So you are... You're romanticizing about what you do, the publicity, the getting an ass in the seat. But what did not work for me is going into the Blair Witch Project with all of this hype Mm -hmm. and coming out being so disgusted that I had wasted all this time. Now, mind you, the person I went with was a business contact. I, When the movie was over, I I had to drag him out of the theater. He was... Spellbound and mesmerized. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> so for some people, it did work. For me, it didn't. So, but I do think that now, looking at horror, it is a lot smarter. They've taken something and they have made it appeal to you. And then they've done things that are different. Midsummer, which appeals to you in a very different way. So I agree. They brought it out of the closet and they put it on the on the front row. That's right. And it succeeds. It came well, off the back burner. I right? think a lot of horror from Japanese artists and directors and filmmakers actually started changing the tide. When you think about The Ring and some of those other movies that are Americanized movies, but the originals are actually Japanese yeah. movies. And they, I think Japan is the one who sort of started this trend of Going into horror and lifting it up and making it a little more sophisticated, you know, turning the tides, I guess, if you will, on horror. Mr. Jake, did you find, is there some kind of horror you like? Well, yeah, I mean, I like, I like all, I like scary movies. I love the Halloween time period. Um, ones that I, recent ones that I really like, I've watched over and over again is the Insidious series, especially the first one. And I think really what I loved about it is at the end when, Tiptoe through the tulips goes on. Uh It's really creepy and a good possession story is also fun. So, you know, there's ghosts and there's demons and it ties a lot to, I mean, I guess it it plays on the fears, the natural fears that you have as a person. So I I do like, I do like the Insidious series a lot. They're fun. I know I'm going to get slammed for saying this, but I'm just going to say it. I love the Conjuring series. I love the Conjuring series. I feel like everybody is so over it, but I, Vera Formiga, number one, is fucking fantastic. Amazing. Amazing. But I I just love everything about the Conjuring series. And to be clear, we're not talking about the spinoff with the Annabelle by herself movies. Right. (laughs) We are not talking about that. Annabelle creation. Annabelle comes home. Nobody cares about the Annabelle movies. (laughs) (laughs) But James Wan is like such a master at atmosphere. Sphere. Yeah. yeah, totally. And did you guys see Candyman, the new one? The, uh, no, I haven't seen I haven't the new one. Oh my god, I love it! But Tony Todd is also in this, and he was in the original. Yeah, he's I the original Candyman. They brought Tony him back. Todd. So, hi, Tony Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a like. But can't, the new Candyman, I actually really like. And then Jake, you were talking about Insidious. Hereditary is another. Actually, I don't think it ties to Insidious. I should. Well, it's no. a new, mo- it's a modern it's horror, modern. so we're still in that. Well, it ties to Midsummer for certain because yeah. it's the same director. Eighty-four, yeah. 
Yeah, the uh, the same director for Midsummer also did Hereditary, which is another fucked up movie. Oh, Tony Collette <laughs> losing her mind. <laughs> I mean, the scene with the little girl yeah, in the, the car, car and the yep. opening of the movie. Like, yep. What the fuck yep. am I watching? No, did this I, that, just happen? When that so, movie was yeah. over, I was I was actually kind of disappointed. Not just disappointed, I was just like, yeah, I feel like you were unsettled. angry. I was angry. I was <laughs> completely yeah. unsettled. I was like, what yep. the? What did we just watch? What, yeah, I felt. Yeah. I, I understood what you were saying. I was like. I can't with this. Yeah, I mean, I felt the same way, but I also watched it on an airplane, uh-huh. and I thought, well, I don't know if watching it on an airplane has made a difference for me because sometimes it does, but I could Do never bring that... myself to watch it again because I'm like, it's just I have no desire. It yeah. left me in such a weird spot. Do well, you think they cleaned any of it up for the airplane version? Oh, they did not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this was the explicit version. I watched it on my iPad. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Another movie that I feel like really does that so well, which leaves you really unsettled where you're like, what did I just watch? And I never see it again. Need to see it again is Lars von Trier's um, The Antichrist with Willem Dafoe and Charlotte Gainsborough. That movie, it, it, it you don't even know what's happening in it. Well, I'm actually going to take it back X amount of years, and I'm not saying it on here. Um, back to growing up as a kid, one of the things that, my brother and our cousins used to do because they were older is they would stay up late on Saturday nights to like midnight and watch something that came on NBC every Saturday night called shock theater. Mm. And it was always those classic monster movies like the Wolfman, the mummy. Also like the black and whites. Yeah, exactly. And I remember as a kid being younger, I would sneak out of the bedroom and go down the hall to where they were watching it and peek around the corner and then get scared and run <laughs> In back your little to the pajamas. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and I'd run back to the bedroom and then I'd be like, well, what? I'm going to do it again. And I would do that like 10 times in the course uh-huh. of a night. So, but as they got older, they stopped watching Shock Theater and started watching watching Elvira. I love Mistress her. Of the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as did I, but I think I watched it for different reasons than they did. Uh, well, sure. <laughs> you might not be wrong about that. That's right. Well, a little shout out to Elvira. We, yes. We loved your recent stories. That's right. We, we do. love you, Cassandra. Part of the family. By the way, I don't know if you remember, it's Rick from 20 years ago. We did a little promo out in Pasadena for Haunted Hills. Anyway, I did get to work with Elvira, and she's fucking Was it like 20 years ago for Haunted Hills on a promo? Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh, Wow. (laughs) I'm sorry. What would that be? 20 years ago? (laughs) Was I in Miami then? I mean, I was here. I was here. Uh, And has the restraining order been lifted yet? Well, you tell me, Cassandra. Am I I allowed to talk to you again? Uh, No, she was she was great. Actually, she's really fantastic. Oh my god, which reminds me of another story. Actually, what is it? It's not Elvira related. It's actually when I was on. I think I talked about this before. Actually, I was on the set of Freddy versus Jason in Vancouver. You've never talked about this. Oh, we went to Vancouver to record behind the scenes materials for Freddy versus Jason. Uh And so the first night that I'm on set, we go into this street. They've got it's nighttime. It's like midnight in the middle of the night. They've got it lit and they've got all this smoke and fog rolling in. And we're outside. I'm standing off camera and I'm looking at this big, beautiful house with this big wraparound front porch. And suddenly they call action and Jason comes stomping around from the corner of the front porch, full costume, machete up in the air to kill this kid that's in a rocking chair asleep on the front porch. And I literally peed myself. (laughs) 
That was every fear I ever had as a child because the first horror movie I ever saw was Friday the 13th and it scared the living fucking shit out of me. <laughs> and I literally peed myself in the middle of Vancouver. Oh, that so. must have been lovely. Yeah, it was a fun that was, <laughs> that was a fun few days though. Oh, that was a fashion. I, uh, I right mean, <laughs> I feel like that would have been like such a dream for you to be on set when that I mean, oh, was, right? I was having I and mean, we spent days with with Robert England and it's funny we would we did two interviews with him one as Robert England and then one with him as Freddy and he let us come into the trailer as he was getting into makeup for Freddy Krueger mm. and it's funny to watch him work because he'd start talking to us as Robert England and as they're putting on all this makeup and he's transforming into Freddy Krueger he was literally transforming. You can see it in the footage. He becomes Freddy Krueger, and he's talking to us now as Freddy Krueger, not Robert Englund. That's so cool. Fucking amazing. That's what a, awesome. What a genius that guy is. Wow. That's a big fan. Yeah, that's... We're going to tag yeah. you in this, Robert Englund. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's not... I don't know if I brought this up, but it's not scary. There's horror in the title, but each each year for Halloween, I always like to bring up and watched Rocky Horror Picture Show, and yes. I know it's a cla- you know it's a classic tr- you know Halloween movie. Yeah, tradition. Yep. Yeah, tradition. just to jump to the left. Exactly. <laughs> so, and it was my, a tradition of my mother's that I like to honor each year. That's great. So at some oh, point we're gonna have so to. Cool. Yeah. At some point we got to pull out the Rocky Horror Picture uh, Show. Yep. I'm always down for viewing. I will say that that is the one movie that has certainly had legs to it. Amen. Um, I mean, it. Play- when was the first time you saw it? Did anybody remember? Sure. I saw it. The first time I saw it was in high school. I was probably in, I was probably like in 11th grade. Jake? I was, I was eight, but I wasn't allowed to watch mm. the whole thing. I was only allowed <laughs> to watch the intro up to the time warp. And then I, then that was it. After that, oh, yeah. you got, <laughs> I, I watched the rest of this movie. So you got cut like, out before Sweet Transvestite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't actually, I didn't actually meet, I didn't meet Frankenfurter until later on. So I Aww. knew the time warp, and I knew all you know. I knew all of that. Before. Damn it, Janet! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then in high school, when I saw the whole thing, I was like, "Oh my god, this is!" I didn't even see. I didn't even see like the Tim Curry's in this movie. movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you, Danny? Do you remember I, the first time you saw it? I know I was living in Miami, eighty-eight uh, to ninety-nine. So yeah, eighty-eight some, to yeah. ninety-nine. So I'm sure of that. So I, I remember the first time I went. I went at a midnight showing there. There was a theater there that. The movie I know played more than twenty years every weekend. Yeah, yep. I love three, that. You know, fifty-two weeks a year, it played all year long for years. Imagine the money that movie has made. Oh my yeah. god! I mean, I I hope they had great back end deals for that because you know I don't. Nah, I don't know about that. that. Yeah. 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 So I have seen some of them talk about that. The only paycheck they got was the one when they were to filming one. It, yeah. and that was it. And I feel like Susan Sarandon does not talk about this movie. No, she no. does not. Mm-hmm. She probably won't give it. Barry Boswick didn't talk about it a lot either. He talked about it some, but not a lot. It was interesting. Um, sometime this year, um, Tenacious D, they did the Time Warp, uh-huh. and it was it was during maybe it was last year because it had to be during the pandemic, and they got they they, they, oh, they did like a Zoom. They did a Zoom. They got Susan Sarandon to sing in it. Oh wow! Oh, so like, she had I a, bet she made them pay through the. It, nose. it was just a little part, but she, I mean, <laughs> and that was she, you're right. She never talked about. Well, it did and, so. Who else did they get? Other they ca- got, original yeah. cast members. They, I mean, it wasn't just that. It was a bunch. It was cast members. I don't think it was only cast members. It was just like a cycle of friends and things like, like celebrities. That. Yeah, celebrities. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. fun. We have to. It watch was cool. That. It was really fun. 
So, Rick, when was the first time you saw it? So, I also saw it, like you, in Florida. It was not Miami, though. It was Panama City Beach. And I saw it when I was 16. And I also went to a midnight showing. And it was it was that point in time when they would bring new members. They called them virgins. Virgins, yeah. yeah. In the front of the stage. I and and I was like, I'm not going, I'm not going. And they literally had to drag me to the front yeah. of the stage. And I'm so glad they did because it's such you a know, great experience. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to shut this silliness down right now. You ran to the front of the stage. They tried to keep you away from it. We sitting at this table know you. You did not sit there demurely. Oh, I couldn't possibly. You said, get out of the way. Get out of the way, bitches. I'm going now. Me, me, me. me. Right? Me, me, me. You want to change your story or are you going to stick with your original? I'm going to stick with my original. Okay. <laughs> so go ahead. I'm going to piggyback on that question. So have you ever gone and actually dressed up to a, to a no. showing? No. Okay. Have you? No. Jake? I have Dan? No. I did the midnight shows, but I didn't dress, dress up. up. All right. Well, I have. Yeah. No, of course you have. Of course I have. Any excuse. <laughs> Any excuse. <laughs> yes, I love it. I would now for certain. And if I if they had that, if they were showing somewhere, they did the Saturday night midnight show, I would absolutely. And I, I would, think you should be, what is it, Frankenfurter? Frankenfurter? I think you should. I'm well, thinning down tall. enough. <laughs> right. You're tall. And you have the tattoos. Yeah. Just well, maybe we should all go see Kinky Boots, too, and wear our boots, our thighs. Should we do that? Kinky, I haven't seen it. I've heard a lot about it, though. It's very good. Is it it's good? Is it a horror movie? If not, we can't talk about it. <laughs> I don't think But we, we have to see it with Billy Porter. Well, yes, anything with Billy Porter. Right. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to take my pumpkins right on out to the front porch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready to scare up a drink, baby. Hey, scared mm-hmm. up a verse, honey. <laughs> I know that's right. Shall we head outside, see what the moon is like? Yeah, let's yes. do it. All right, we'll see you all in a minute. I'm your boogeyman. I'm your boogeyman. Turn me on. It's Halloween ish, right? <laughs> you, you are turned, you're turned on, honey. I was turned on. How do we turn it off? <laughs> you gotta find the magic button. <laughs> Pull the magic. plug on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The pussy willows. <laughs> right? Hey, y'all. Happy Hi. Halloween. Oh, it looks like there's a storm brewing out here tonight. Oh, I love it. It's dark. It is. <laughs> I, I, I think Danny has gas. That's what's <laughs> Well. Could be. What, is that also check. causing the lightning? <laughs> <laughs> the disturbance in the force. <laughs> what is this wonderfully bloody red drink? Ooh, it's a silent Maria. Like a Bloody Mary? It's sort of like a Bloody Mary, but it's made with El Silencio Mezcal. Oh. And it has onion juice and lime juice. And what else? It has... Uh, I have Newton Toto <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> olive the juice. The recipe olive. will be in the comments. Yes. Right. All right, everybody. Well, cheers. Shut cheers. a bitch up. Honey. Here you go. <laughs> cheers. Nice and I ain't got smoky. nothing to say. <laughs> Ooh, that's well, good. Be, hey, that'll be a first. Ooh. <laughs> no, it was so good. Me. Jake has lost his breath. I'm choking over there. up on it. My goodness, lost my mind. Warm the cockles. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> it takes a lot. So, what are we talking about out here on this little Halloween porch of ours before the storm know. gets here? Maybe I should reach into this cauldron. Bob the apple Careful, you don't want to fall in. <laughs> Take a bath. <laughs> Once a year. Let's <laughs> see. Only on Hell Hallows Eve. Oh, how 
How interesting. Strange beliefs and superstitions. Well, how'd that happen? Well, on how Halloween. That's a, strange, that's a strange coincidence right there. Uh, strange, isn't it? X-Files. <laughs> oh, we got some fun superstitions, though, from oh, back in the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, I had a black go cat go once. For it. Well, I had a black cat once. I sort of liked him. Any cat I've ever had, I always wanted a black cat. Yeah, um, me too. It's hard to find one that's solid black, I think. I saw one this morning, as a matter of fact, and as as it ran past me, I was opening the door to the garage, and the door slammed me right in the face. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Black cat crosses Uh your path. We do have a neighborhood black cat that sort of roams the neighborhood, but I see it quite often. Feral? Uh, No, it's actually really quite friendly. No, it's Will. (laughs) (laughs) but i'm bummed i'll be here all week yeah exactly (laughs) unfortunately for all of you yeah you're gonna be alone all week (laughs) so i remember growing up with my grandparents do you remember those big black and yellow spiders that we have back home fuck yeah the garden spiders yeah so they had this superstition because you know they would they were big spiders and they built big webs with the zigzag with the zigzag and my grandma used to always say don't ever say anyone's name out loud close to those spiders because they'll write the name their name in the spider web and then that person will die oh honey I'd have a whole long list of names (laughs) (laughs) the next time I go to North Carolina I'm gonna look for one of those things I'm going in the summer I'm gonna take my book I'd be like listen Charlotte let's get to work honey I'm gonna wear you out. Right, girl. Call right. your sisters. <laughs> You're getting paid per name, honey. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ciao. Well, what about warts? Warts were always something I heard a lot about. There's one about to make warts disappear if you take someone's washcloth and bury it in the ground. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that does not sound like a real thing. That sounds like... Stalk. That sounds like you're a stalker. <laughs> Stealing their watch. Not the watch glove, I would steal their pants. Uh, right, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it, no, that's putting a root on somebody, honey. Steal their drawers uh, and bury uh, in the backyard. Yes, ma'am. Uh-uh. <laughs> you're fixing them. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, so there is, uh, supposedly some people have a gift of talking off warts. And... <laughs> To be able to do that. Oh, what's uh, your gift for talking? Uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> fuck with the wards. <laughs> but supposedly, uh, the person that has this gift, if it's a man, he's never known his biological mother. And if it's a woman, she's never known her biological father. And what they do is they take wherever the ward is, let's say it's on your finger, they hold it and they sort of say a silent prayer over it, and the wart disappears over time. Does that work on genital warts? I don't know. It didn't work on mine. <laughs> did they take, I'm just did kidding. someone take hold of it <laughs> and squeeze? Oh, <laughs> I might have run around a couple of times late night at parties here. Touch it, touch it, see if it works. Touch it. Lay your hands on. It. <laughs> talk to mama. Honey. Talk to mama. <laughs> Let's talk to daddy. That's uh, all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because. Uh, I have, uh, I've seen it happen one time, the whole wart thing. So it's, it's just one of those things that's crazy, but it's, you know, it's... But wait, it disappears over days? Warts never disappear. Oh, it's, what did warts they, like, have to I be removed. Because it yeah. has like the root, right? It's a fungus. Yeah. yeah. It's a fungus. It's a fungus. Yeah. And it's one that's burst through the skin. Yep. And it has to be removed. You can dig it out yeah, with a knife. You can burn it off with. You got to get those stuff. boots. Yeah. But Wiggles. if you or you can know, talk it off. If you, if don't you talk know it a, a wart talker, they can talk it a off. Wart talker. A wart talker. A wart talker. That reminds me of back home. I remember once we had to 
our well went dry and we had to dig another new well. This is out in Lukama because, of course, okay. everything happens in Lukama. Um, <laughs> All good things. You know, you had to get that peach branch divining rod to figure out where the water was. And only certain people born <laughs> under a certain sign, yep. like a water sign, were the yep. ones that were able to actually do it. So as my aunt was able to find it, and it, and it, she, worked. it worked, and she did, it worked. and she said here, and they dug there, and there was water. Yep. Now maybe there was water everywhere. I don't I know. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were thirty-two other holes in the backyard, and, and but this thir- one she thirty-two was sure other relatives that tried, but you know she found it. <laughs> so you know that brings up something near and dear to my heart for me. There are certain gifts that the universe gives certain people when they're born. Yeah, and we make fun of it but i don't because i understand that some person got this gift what i do know is you've got a lot of charlatans out there that would like to sell you snake oil and stuff like that but there really are people with gifts and if that's your gift of divining water that's your gift dousing rod not not divining rod is it the same no i think it's a divining divining rod rod. what's a dousing rod um, that's Rick's witch. party. Drown the witch. Yeah. <laughs> My gift is to find vodka. A in <laughs> he can sniff out a potato. He can, he can divine, a yep, divine where it is. Uh, Jake, did you come up? I mean, y- your last name is Irish, so you must have come up with some kinds of things. Superstitions. Superstitions and wives' tales. or. Well, I mean, I actually had, as a kid, Kind of gross, but I did have a few warts. I had problems with the warts as a kid. Okay. Um, and you're right. You got to, I mean, going back to warts, but <laughs> it reminds me of the superstition. My grandma, she was like, she was teaching me and you'd, you'd slash it with an X. Okay. And then you'd take a piece of bread and you'd hold the piece of bread to the wart. So okay. it bled into it. So it bled into it. And then you'd go out and you'd feed it to the birds. The bread. The bread. Yeah. Right. And then that would. And the wart would, the disappear. Wart would disappear. Oh, cause what? Did it work? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, the only thing that gets rid of warts is chemicals. <laughs> or <laughs> well, you, you dig can, the hell you out. You can of dig it, it out, yep. or you can burn it off, or you up, can yeah. find a wart. Take somewhere. it out. That sounds so violent. It's gross. It, uh, yeah. Or I'm I patient. To, yeah. I can dig it out. You ha- I I had to do that. Too. How far down do you have to dig? It depends on how how long far it's the been root there. is. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to change something. Oh, you know, okay. I had to listen to the slasher film, son. You can listen to my warp business. All right, moving on. So, here's another one that my grandparents had, also in Lukama, because everything happened in Lukama. Yeah, I've told you this before. There was we had a lot of black snakes. Yep. And so, you know, my grandpa would kill a lot of snakes, and when he would kill them, a lot of times he would take them out to like the woods because the woods mm-hmm. was like at the edge of the property and he would take the body take the body out and throw it in the woods and my grandma would always say well make sure you don't throw it into a tree because if a snake hangs in a tree it'll make it snow <laughs> wow oh no <laughs> i've never, never heard, heard that. that oh my gosh that of course is... it's summer because it's the yeah. time snakes are out. <laughs> <laughs> well you don't want it to snow in the summer That's right. that, that yeah. would be well, I bet. Well, because your grandpa didn't throw that snake in the tree, it we, never we snowed. We never found I out. Yeah. He saved all of Lukama from a <laughs> summer snowstorm. Right. That, that tobacco could not have survived that summer <laughs> snowstorm. So in the winter, there's a little saying that, in, at least I grew up with, that 
and it has to be in the winter, that if there is thunder and lightning in the winter, it will snow within nine days. Mm. And statistically, it does. And part of that is, it's not so much, you know, somebody knew within nine days. It's because the weather is changing. And the reason you get a thunder and lightning storm in the winter is because the the change is so enormous in the weather pattern from a hot to a cold or a cold to a hot, whichever way it goes, that it often snows. But I can, I can tell you, I heard that when I was little, and I counted and counted and counted, and it was rarely ever off that we didn't get snow. Well, that's where I think so much of this comes from. It's like, obviously, this saying has been around much longer than Doppler radar and, do, and figuring out weather patterns, but it's people who paid attention and was like, oh, mm-hmm. if this happens, track this then this is going to happen. Precisely. Well, what was the one that I always grew up, if your ear is itching, someone's talking about you. If your nose is itching, company is coming. Those are some of the ones that we have. If your hand is itching, money's coming? Or yes. Left hand means it's coming. coming. Right hand means, means it's, it's going, losing it. I yeah. believe. You, so. you have one all the time. You get the chill. Down. Oh, that's true. I do have that one. And also, of course, for my grandparents. But you know, when you get that chill down your spine. And what did they say? It means someone stepped on your grave. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it, or I, one of my family members. So wait, stepped on your grave. Yeah. That insinuates that you're buried. I'm not gonna be buried, but you got to chill down your spine because you're awake in in the world and living. I know it's mm-hmm. makes perfect sense to maybe me. It may, in yeah. the future. Yeah, in the future yeah. or the past yeah. life or well. So there's a there's such a I guess that past. I life, mean, I don't really life. know about nowadays what people teach children, but I remember growing up that if you went to uh, the graveyard, uh, if if your parents saw you step on a grave, oh, they'd snatch you right oh, by the hair. Yeah, to we head. were never allowed oh, to yeah. t- no. step on a grave. So, uh, so it's well, sort of one of those things that goes along with that. There's so many superstitions. Step on a crack, break your mama's back. Well, <laughs> that's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't break my mama's back, but I did step on a crack. So, <laughs> but there's also one about birds. Like if a bird flies into your house, a family member is going to die soon. If it good witch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's. It, for us, it was slightly like that, but it was slightly different. If it flies into the window and it and it breaks its neck and it dies, wow, it flies that's... into the window of a car, a house, any kind of window, and the bird dies, within a week a family member will die. That's violent. Yep. It is violent. Did my that mom, happen often? My, my mom said before her dad passed away, it happened. A mm-hmm. bird flew into the window of the trailer she was living in a mobile so. estate <laughs> <laughs> 10 condo baby Ten Ten condo. Condo. <laughs> oh my god i've never heard that one but yeah. I, I so when um when i was when my mom was pregnant uh one of her aunts or uncles died and um she wouldn't go to the funeral because she was in her eighth month and there's a lot of superstition around the fact that if a pregnant woman goes to a funeral uh-huh. close to the time she's going to have the child, that the spirit of the person who's deceased will enter her and that spirit will be reborn into the child. Okay, that's some folklore. Wow, that right is, there. No, that's crazy, I'm ser- ain't it? I'm serious. It, it, people, my parents' age and your parents' age, if you ask them if they would go to a funeral in their eighth or ninth month of being pregnant, they'd tell you, hell no. Hmm. Ask your mama, Rick. Ask your mom. Ask your mama. Ask I, I will ask her. Wow, that's George. You should ask. You should ask your mom as well. I I wonder if that's something that she would have heard. So well, I mean, like we're, a, George yeah. and I are from Eastern North Carolina. Yeah, so. yeah. 
or more eastern. That's that's heavy. It is. That's this took a turn. It did. Yeah. <laughs> Dog. Sounds like well, some kind so, of ritual. Well, so right. Okay. If, yeah. if you think of it, though, so in a lot of religions, when when you mention someone who's recently departed, you say bless their heart or bless their soul or God rest their soul or whatever. And for Catholics, you're praying them out of purgatory. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of Protestant religions, you're making sure that they move on because you don't want a spirit to linger. A spirit needs to go to where it's going to rest. If a spirit's lingering, it is looking for another vessel. Sure. So, Well, that's the same. I mean, that goes along with the tradition or the superstition of when someone dies in a house, you cover up all the mirrors Mm -hmm. so that the spirit doesn't get trapped in the mirror. Yep. Sitting shiva. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a big thing, you know. It's <laughs> and it's funny. I think a lot of superstitions, so many superstitions, revolve around death. I think because yes. mm-hmm. it's an unexplainable. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows. Um, we could. You want to do a twenty minute dialogue about what happens after we die? <laughs> sure. Do you want to be? Um, <laughs> I'll do Riley. Be, you'll be I'll be Aaron Green. <laughs> I was hoping they needed a volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Hashtag Midnight Mass. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, so we're talking about death and stuff. And, you know, if you look when people are put on display, as I like to call it, when there's an open casket, the viewing, yeah. the, the, viewing the eyes are almost always closed. Yeah. But a funeral director has to help that. Yeah. Most mm-hmm. people, when they die, their the eyes, eyes are not closed. Yeah. But it's funny because well, that's why I've in actually every been, movie they always do, they that. cover up. But not everyone does that. You know how they they have to. Nope. No. I want them closed. I don't want no, nobody's they have eyes to open. Cut the eye, they have to cut the eyelids to and do that. pull, them, pull down, them down. So my dad, I think I told this before. I know where this is going. <laughs> I love this story though. <laughs> my dad sold insurance, and so he went to this fella had passed away, and he went to the funeral director, and he said to him, "You know, I brought the check for Mister So and So's funeral," and it, the funeral director said, "Mister Irvin, you want me to tell you the most fucked up funeral I've ever done?" And it was this one, and he said the guy had asked for his eyes to be open and his head to be turned. <laughs> <laughs> So as the people filed by, he could look at uh, he them. Could, yep, they could greet them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think that's hysterical. I would have prayed to, to have gone to, to that go one. to one of those with a smartphone now? Oh, I'd go oh. back to that line ten times. Yeah. <laughs> but do you suppose with the dead and take pictures, yes. right? Yeah. Like, to remember to them. To remember them. Sure. With their I, eyes open and, like, full yeah. dress and everything. Especially... Obviously, this was many, 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 many years ago. But especially if, like, a child would die. Oh, yes. They would take... Because for many of those those parents, this is the only photo they're ever going to have of this child. Because it, it died so early into, into its life. Or babies. And you'll... There's those photos. You'll still the find them. Photos, yeah. The death yeah. photos. of, like, parents with their sleeping child. And that child ain't asleep. No. Mm-hmm. no. That child well, is forever asleep. <laughs> What's the big cemetery here? Oh, yes. So one of the creepiest things I've ever seen, and most things don't creep me out so much, but this does. At Forest Lawn in Glendale, uh, at the cemetery, there is a section of children for children. Oh, just children? Just children. And there is a little girl who's running. It's a statue, and it's a little girl who's running, and her arms are upstretched like she wants to be picked up. Her hair is flowing behind her. Life-size. 
life size, and it's the creepiest fucking thing I've ever seen in a, in <laughs> a cemetery. No, right? <laughs> no, but it's it's. I can only imagine the the drama and trauma it must be for a parent to lose a child, and this is what you're greeted with a reminder that your child will never run at you and jump in your arms like this. To me, that upset unless they me. chose that. But I mean, all the other parents going to visit their children yeah. did not choose that. No. Yes. That's why I, I was sort of flabbergasted that this was a statue right at the children's cemetery. I'm like, Maybe That's... she's running to God's arms. I don't know. She won't fly. <laughs> she's so, down on the ground like the rest this of us. a statue that the cemetery put up? This wasn't an actual gravestone? It wasn't a gravestone. It was, a, uh, the, it was decoration I, I, for it was the decoration. Well, I, I would bet that it was commissioned, though. I don't think they would just go and put it up. Well, I'm just, I don't know. Well, I don't saying. know either. I will say that beyond that, that cemetery has a lot of wonderful statuary. I mean, it's to me, it's the premier cemetery in L.A. That's just my thought. They oh, have a lot more of, than Hollywood Forever? Yeah. Yeah, because it's Hollywood Forever is wonderful, but it's crammed. Glendale had a little more room, so yeah. they spread out a little spread bit. Spread it out. Mm-hmm. They spread out them dead peoples. <laughs> So there's another superstition about if you have nightmares, you just sleep with a Bible under your pillow in order to make it go away. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but I actually do have a little story to go with this. Number one, if you put a pillow un- uh, Bible under your pillow, both of them would catch on fire. Ha, 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 <laughs> right. ha, 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 ha. You don't even own a Bible. My point being, and you didn't let me make my point, <laughs> is I'm not a religious person in any stretch. Uh, Gideon, she got it from the hotel. <laughs> exactly. Right, but I told the story earlier about the first horror movie I ever saw was Friday the Thirteenth, and how it scared the crap out of me. And I came home, and I couldn't go to bed because I was so freaked out I couldn't sleep. So I actually got up out of my bedroom and went into the living room. And my mom used to have this big ass, those like eight inch thick Bibles uh, that was sitting on the <laughs> hearth. Like and the I big actually, family Bible. yeah, exactly. And I made uh, I made a little uh, pallet on the floor in front of the fireplace. I got the poker from the fireplace and stuck it beside me. And then I brought the Bible down with me and I slept next to the Bible. The second I my face hit the pillow. Out like a light. So I will say there's some truth to that for me. But that said, I'm not a religious person by any... I mean, to your point, Danny, I probably would set the house on fire these days. <laughs> so I, just, I just assume next to the fire poker in the Bible was an empty bottle of Grey Goose. but <laughs> And that's why the lights went out in Georgia. That reminds me of another superstition that my grandmother used to say. If you would wake up in the morning and you were extra still really tired... Or especially if, like, you laid really weird on your hair. Like, there was something about, like, if, like, when you would, the way that you would look in the morning, she would say, Oh, it looks like the witches rode you all night. Cause I guess Ooh, there was this oh, superstition that, nasty. like, that witches could come and, and harness your soul while you're sleeping and ride your soul around. You know what? I'm here to tell you, Nellie Gray would say that to me every day I wake up. <laughs> She'd say, Dan, you've been out with the witches again. Look at that hair. I love that. The witches rode you, you last night. Blair Witch. <laughs> I, I now go stand in the corner. <laughs> tomorrow my hair will probably be on fire when I get up <laughs> since I made fun of the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> Well, all of this talk of riding witches, <laughs> I'm telling you, my silent Maria has gone down too easily. I think I'm going to have to ride another witch. She's screaming for another one. <laughs> the blood soul. And that storm's starting to roll in, so we should yes, head inside. We should. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Boo. 
If you want to hear more of us, you can find us at Queer Magnolias on Twitter and at Queer Magnolias Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. DM us or head to our comments section and drop a line. You can listen to us on Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you might find your podcast. Thanks for listening.